Hello, everyone. Welcome to welcome. Welcome to welcome. Welcome to 2023. Uh, she's been a vibe. It's day four and, uh, you know, we're doing all right. I know you're sitting there like day four, girl, what? Uh, I am recording this actually in advance because part of my promise to myself this year was that I would not rush to make podcast episodes because they're not as good when I rush them. So welcome to me being preemptive. We'll see how long this lasts. We'll see how long I can hold out on holding myself accountable to a schedule of any kind. If you know me personally, uh, you would know that my ability to hold and maintain a schedule is, um, it's fleeting. <laughs> it is fleeting. I arrived two months early uh, in my life. And uh, ever since then, I have been late for fucking everything else. So just bear with me. We are here. We are driving. We are vibing. It is 2023. Guys, how was your new year? How was your holiday season? If you're like me, it was probably a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I have spoken to so many people over the last few days who are like, yeah, my Christmas and, and New Year's season was a fucking nightmare. It was stressful. It was crazy. It was busy. It was too much. Um, but it's it's here and we here we are. Uh, I don't know if it was just the burnout we are all feeling from this kind of being our first year back in the swing of things since 2020. But I really, truly recognize that in 2022, we were all so busy over the summer and in the spring and in the fall and just living life and getting caught up on all the things that we felt like we missed that 2022. Christmas holiday season hit and everyone was like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I would like to live in a cave. I would like you to leave me the fuck alone. Um, and you know what? Feels, <laughs> feels. I think that it is a little bit weird if you didn't feel like a cave troll by the end of 2022. If you got to the end of 2022 and were, you know, feeling magical, wonderful, and you gave yourself the proper amounts of rest and you didn't stress and the whole year for you was just spectacular and wonderful, please hook a sister up. Let us know what you did to just be a magical, wonderful ocelot of love. Um, but if you are like many of us who reached the end of 2022 and looked up and went, what the fuck just happened? Uh, you know, you're not alone. You are absolutely not alone. Guys, it is almost one year of this podcast. It is wild what has happened in a year. We've talked about so much. We've talked about grief and love and you know, cheating and disappointment. We've talked about First Nations politics and issues in Canada. We've talked about, you know, coming out. We've talked about being who you are. We've talked about a little mix of, of everything in 2022. And so heading into 2023, I was like, what, what, what do I, what do I, how do I, what am I supposed to do here? Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. I gave some thought to ending the podcast just because I was like, oh, this is, it's not 
it's not that it's a lot of work. I love it. I love doing it. I love the people who listen to it. I love coming here and just talking things out. But I just sometimes feel like it's heavy and it's a lot and it's a lot of emotions. And it's also maybe not as relatable. Sometimes it was starting to feel like a bit of a diary and emotional dumping ground. And I really don't want y'all to like listen to these episodes and be like, so that was a lot. <laughs> but I also don't want to be fake and un unrealistic about what life actually looks like and the pain and discomfort of the whole process of getting to know yourself and getting to create something new. And so on my 2023 vision board, I wrote that this was the year to create. I think the first year of the podcast was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of learning how to edit. It was a lot of learning what I like to talk about, what I didn't like to talk about. It was learning to maybe come in with a bit of a plan. It was learning to not rush and make episodes just to pump them out so that they're there. It was giving myself the time and the space and the breaks and the needs to process things and to come up with things to talk about and to be real. And something that came up over the holiday season was when I initially set out to do this podcast, I had really wanted to talk about um, what it was like to turn 30 and what people don't fucking tell you when you turn 30. And I know for some of my listeners, according to my analytics, are, are 60 plus. Um, but I also am very aware that a lot of you are my age or younger. And so I think it's just, it's a good opportunity for me to, you know, steer this podcast back in the direction that I really wanted it to go in the beginning. And that was, let's talk about the shit nobody tells you about. And we've done that a lot so far in 2022. But heading into 2023, I really want to like, you know, highlight some of the things that just come up that we don't think about. And then all of a sudden we're thinking about and it's like, what the fuck happened? Why didn't I think about this? <laughs> and it's called getting older. And it's called, you know, nobody writes a how-to guide to life. Nobody writes a how-to guide to the moment you come out of the womb to the moment you die. Nobody writes how you're supposed to navigate heartbreak and grief and love and abundance and joy and morose and melancholia. And, you know, nobody tells you how to, how to live. And all of us are living such different variations of things in similar ways. And, you know, I think that we don't talk enough about how so much of the stuff that we struggle with as adults is just things that we didn't know that we were going to need to know for this portion of our lifetime. And so 2023 for Aging Ungracefully might look a bit different. It might look a lot different. We might get halfway through this year and it doesn't look different at all. But what I do hope for this creation, for this brainchild, for this love of mine, is that throughout 2023, it grows and we get to talk about reality and we get more guests and we get to talk about, you know, what aging ungracefully feels like, looks like, and is like. I think, again, so much of my stories in 2022 were me and my experience. I'm hoping for 2023 that it's more others and their experiences. What I'm really hoping for in this year is just the enjoyment and excitement of creating. Nothing about deadlines and feeling pressured and pumping out episodes was joyful. 
what was joyful for me in creating this was sitting down with a plan and knowing that I wasn't going to be alone in what I was talking about, knowing that there might be slight tidbits of wisdom and information that others can walk away with and put in their backpack and hold on to for when they need it or take it out if they needed that exact moment. And I think that that's what this has to be about going forward. And, you know, I feel like so many of you are coming along this ride with me as I try new things. Um, My intention for 2023 is to try new things. It is to get out of my comfort zone. It's to get closer to others. It's to be my own person, be my own best friend, be my own inspiration, be my own cheerleader. It's to try all of the things that I can possibly try that I've wanted to try my whole life. It's to learn new things. It's to engage myself outside of my nine to five Monday through Friday. And it's to release the things that do not serve me, relationships, mentalities, ideas, thoughts, uh, like you name it, things that just don't don't help the situation. It is to stand in my power as a woman of color, as a female in general, as a person who genuinely wants to grow and to love and to experience things that I never thought I'd experience. And I feel like so much of the last 30 some years of my life, I've been in this space of healing constantly. And I think that's just human behavior is healing constantly. But I think that in focusing so much on my own healing and, you know, wisdom and what I did right and all the things I did right, I kind of often forgot to experience my experiences. I constantly would go through things, whether good or bad, and just be there, but not be present. And so, so much of my intention for 2023 on top of like unbridled joy and and experiencing new things and changing my surroundings and getting outside of my comfort zone is also giving myself the time to really be present in what I'm doing and being present with other people and being present in what I'm creating. And I'm just so excited to get to spend this year again with all of you. And so today I want to talk to you about the unspoken expectation of New Year's Eve. So when I was growing up, I used to think that New Year's Eve was always like the night that you would get all dressed up and you'd be all fancy and you'd go to a party and, you know, you would have sparklers and champagne and dancing and laughing and, and, you know, snacks and you got to stay up until midnight and you got to be around all your friends. And then when the clock struck 12, you got to sing and, and dance and laugh. And then you get to go home and you go to bed and your new year starts off on this wonderful, amazing party vibe, joyful feeling. And you just, get to experience every day for the rest of the year on this vibe that you created in that one night, in that one moment with those sparklers and that magic. I thought I've thought that way for 30 some years. I have thought that way for so long because as a child, that's what we did. 
I would go to either friends' houses. I would go to, there used to be this place in Wetaskiwin where I grew up called the Moose Lodge, which I don't know if everybody has Moose Lodges in their towns, in their small towns or not, but it's basically like a weird community hall. And I think the Moose people, (laughs) Moose brethren were like some sort of like legion like club i don't i don't know uh whatever white people do i guess but it's just like there was this place called the moose lodge and everybody would go there for like big parties big events weddings dinners there's like a banquet hall um and i remember being there on new year's eve several times in my childhood and dancing with people and kissing people and trying new things. And that was years and years of my life. And then there was this preset, pre-built, unspoken expectation that all New Year's Eves needed to be these massive celebrations. And as I got older, there was all of a sudden this pressure on New Year's Eve to get Liddy as a titty and just party my ass off. And the funny thing is, is that then I would spend all of New Year's Day and usually the day after feeling like a bag of dicks, like just feeling like sweaty, wrinkly, gross dicks and just not feeling it, just feeling shitty. And and then you would start the new year off feeling tired and emotional and t- like just maybe even a little bit depressed and just like... <sighs> I guess like, and that was New Year's for so long in my life. And it's funny because I've been sober now for nine years from alcohol. And I think about it constantly about me in my 20s is like being this time where I'm like, I have to party. And it's funny because if you were my friend in, in those two years, you either have one of two renditions of me. You either have Afro with a drinking problem. Or you have Afra, no, thank you. I don't need anything to drink. I'll sit here and sit my ginger ale because I was anything but able to hold consistency in my life and in my actions. Um, if I wasn't sober, I was blackout drunk and there's there was no in between. And so, you know, I've been sober for nine years. And so New Year's Eve to me for a really, really long time has not been drinking. Um, It is at times been smoking copious amounts of cannabis and becoming very cannabis infused, but it's never been about the getting, you know, absolutely blackout drunk. And because of that, I have found that it's really tough for me to find holiday parties and New Year's Eve parties where the room is also under the understanding and impression of like, we're not all here to get Lydia's a titty. And because of those layers of things, I also would feel really out of place and anxious at New Year's things because most of my friends and most of the people were there to get wrecked and, you know, teach their own. There was no judgment in that. It was just not what I was there to do. And so it would just kind of create this like outsider feeling. And then I always had this expectation on New Year's that if I wasn't getting super drunk, that I had to be surrounded by a bunch of people and that we just had to be partying and doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do and just going buck wild. And I like 
I think about all of the New Year's Eves and I reflect on all of the variations of me in each one of those years. And I just look at her and I go, I see you. (laughs) I see you, girl. Um, And I acknowledge that, you know, she felt the need to be something for someone else. She felt this predestined idea of what New Year's Eve needed to be as the direction that all New Year's had to go, or you just weren't going to have a good New Year's Eve and you weren't going to have a good New Year and you had to do all these things. And now I'm 33 and I wish somebody would have looked at me, you know, years ago and just said, bitch, if you want to stay home on New Year's and that feels good for you, fucking do it. Like, I wish somebody would have told me that. I wish somebody would have been like, no, just go, just do the thing, stay home. Um, because I probably would have adjusted a little bit better to certain things, but I just always felt this like unspoken expectation. And then during the vid, going out on New Year's wasn't really an option. And like last year for New Year's, so 2021 into 2022, I spent it with my ex and we stayed up until exactly midnight. The clock chimed and we went to bed. And that, although somewhat enjoyable, I also felt again, like I had to be around people in order to enjoy my New Year's Eve. So this year I went into New Year's with zero expectation. When I tell you that I had the best New Year's that I have had in actual years, like I don't remember a New Year's Eve that was this enjoyable. And I am just so blown away by how much life changes as you grow, as you age, as your expectations changes, as your values change, as your body changes, as your idea of a good time changes, because that's going to happen. If you are in your 20s and you think about the thing you enjoy now the most, like let's say you're 25 and you're like, what I enjoy now the most is going out dancing. You might still enjoy that in your 30s, but it will change so much between 25 and 35. Your idea of, of what you want, who you want to be, how you want to show up, and all of the things that happen along that path are going to change you to who you're going to be. And if you're like me, you're going to think about 20, 21, 22-year-old you and go, for what? For what? Why did you want that? And you might hopefully you won't look back on it with regret and anger and sadness at yourself. Hopefully you'll look back at it and go, wow, I really was a different person. And I was really young. Or maybe I was really young and I was really immature. Or I was really young and I was naive. Or I was really young and I was a really good fucking time. And all of those answers are correct. All of those answers are okay. However you look back on yourself, you know, 10 years ago, it's it's all right as long as you're looking back on yourself and recognizing that you weren't going to make the choices that you would make now because you weren't informed like you are now. You were going to make the choices that best suited you at the time, whether that be for other people's needs or relationship needs or whatever. And those things will change because as you grow and develop and experience, you change. And so looking around my apartment on New Year's Eve, I just had this moment of like, gratitude, immense gratitude, because this year I'll be 34. What? (laughs) What? Um, I'll be 34. I don't feel 34. I feel like I'm a 16 year old, uh, every day always. Um, but I'll be 34 
And, you know, I think back about 24 year old Afrin, what she was going through. And I think back about who she was and what she wanted and where she was at. And I'm just like so grateful for her and who she was at the time. She wasn't okay. She had a lot of baggage. She had a lot of trauma. She had a lot of feelings. But what I love the most about 24-year-old Afra is that she was 24 and she was just experiencing and living and learning and loving. And that's great. And that's okay. 24-year-old Afra was madly in love with somebody. 24-year-old Afra wouldn't have given a fuck. I would have, if he would have said, bitch, jump off a cliff, I would have been like, which cliff? And are you going to be at the bottom? Um, you know, like it's, it's interesting how much your life will change. And so looking back, you know, at, at New Year's Eve, 2023, what I ended up doing was I just woke up that morning and I laid in bed and I thought to myself, I have made no plans. I have no expectations of today. And I'm just going to enjoy wherever the day takes me, whatever that looks like. And I'm glad I said that out loud to myself. And I took that time to just truly let that all sink in. Whatever today looks like will be good. Whatever today feels like will be joyful. Whether that's staying at home and doing dick or going out or whatever, today will be good. And you know what? Like I said, it was the best New Year's I've had in years. A good friend of mine texted me and asked me if I wanted to go out to my favorite lake and have a fire with them. And I was all about that noise. And they were like, yeah, let's leave at 1.30. And then I was like, bitch, I did not wake up until like half an hour ago. If you think that I am getting in a vehicle and able to get out anywhere at this time, you are absolutely fucking crazy. You obviously don't know me. You obviously don't know that I'm fucking late for everything to begin with. And truly, you're telling me that you want to meet in an hour? Um, honey, I have not even had breakfast. Uh but he was very much like, oh, no, we can let's see him for this time because I'm also running behind. And I'm like, great, because I was not going to be there before that time anyway. And I probably will still not be there at that time. Um, and I wasn't, by the way, I, I wasn't there at that time. But I, I eventually got to the lake and we had a fire and we just had laughs and talked and and joked around and thought about what the future holds and about all of the things we can create and all of the places we can go and all the places we've been and the adventures we'll have together as friends, separately in our own lives. Um, he's definitely got the brain of an entrepreneur. So I love it because he'll just randomly be like, we should start a business doing this. And I'm just like, I see your understanding. Um, I see where you're coming from. I I appreciate that uh, that you you would like me to start a shrimp farm. I'm going to tell you right now that it is not in my life plans or goals to start a shrimp farm, but I appreciate that you want me to start a shrimp farm. Um, and maybe in my later in life, I will start a shrimp farm. If you don't know what shrimp farming is, please look up shrimp farming. Um, but, you know, we spent the day just hanging out and talking and laughing and enjoying a fire and enjoying nature. And what I love most about this friendship with this person is that they allow me to be 110% authentically myself. And we just laugh. We just enjoy each other's company. And so to spend the day at my favorite lake in the wind, beautiful, it was beautiful winter wonderland. I'll put the display picture for this Instagram post of an episode as, you know, the opportunity to show you guys the magic that was the lake. But, you know, I, I had this opportunity to spend the day with somebody who just makes me enjoy life. They're just somebody who pushes me out of my comfort zone without pushing me. 
they like it's it's more like a slow guiding it's more like a come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination that is more what our relationship is like minus the scary singing and dark tunnels but either way he he gets me out of my comfort zone and he and i like just chilled at the lake like all afternoon and joked around and talked about things and you know it was it was close to the sun was going down so it was getting real fucking cold and I wore many layers and I was still freezing. And he was like, well, you know, how are you feeling? What are you feeling like? Do you want to get going home soon? And I guess I was like, I don't know. Let's just hang out for a little bit longer. So we started chatting about food and restaurants. And he lives in my old neighborhood. So we were talking about all of the really great places in my old neighborhood. And I had mentioned Bulgogi House, which is like a Korean I think it's Korean and, and Chinese food. It's it's a it's a fusion food of some sort restaurant. It's delightful. I fucking highly recommend this place. But anyway, we're talking about Bulgogi House, and he goes, "Let's go." I was like, "I don't know. It's New Year's Eve. It's probably gonna be busy." Like he's like, "No, let's go. Come on, pack up. Let's go." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> okay." And so we came into town, and we drove back. It was like an hour plus back, and we went to Bulgogi House, and we ate so much food that I thought we were both going to vomit. And we just laughed, and we just talked about stuff. Like, it wasn't like any intention of having these deep, loving, emotional, mental connection conversations. It wasn't combative debate. It was, you know what I really appreciate about this or what I love about nature, or he has an origami canoe. I believe it is either an origami canoe or origami kayak. And it's basically this kayak that's like the size of a suitcase and it just unfolds into an actual two person kayak. It's magical. Um, but he's like telling me about it. And and we're just like laughing about like all of the adventures that you can have and, you know, agreed that this summer we'll go out and go kayaking. And like, these are things that I wanted to experience for so long that I have been so afraid to do. And so when he said that, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, just his excitement and spending that time with that person, just planning these things that we know we'll do because him and I, regardless of, we always tend to do it, um, like the adventure, not not sex, but we always have like this idea to like get to the the eventual plate of we're going to go hiking or we're going to go have a fire or we're going to go on an adventure. We're going to go for a walk. And that's what I really appreciate is that we don't always make the formal plans, but we make the outlines and the drive to actually do it together is always there. And so it was just a great moment of laughter. And not just that, he made me try a bunch of food that I never would have tried before. So we had this really good time and we were done at like eight o'clock and I drove home. And I got home and I just vibed. I drank a cannabis drink. First off, drank it way too fucking fast. I have no tolerance for THC. I've used cannabis for years and I still use no to low THC and mostly CBD. But I was like, I picked myself up a cannabis drink a few days beforehand going, well, it's going to be New Year's. So I'm going to have this drink with me and then I can have it on New Year's Eve, relax nicely and go to sleep on time. And the nice thing about cannabis drinks is I slip them over time and I usually just get a nice, chill, mellow body like not even a body high, like a body. I just get bodied. <laughs> I am in my body. And that was the goal. Uh, my accidental thing was, is I was super thirsty, had not drank enough water. And I pretty much shotgun that thing within an hour and got violently high. Um, and just before it kicked in, I decided I'm going to take down my Christmas tree. So I started taking down my Christmas tree. And these are the things I don't recommend when you're violently high is doing anything that requires you to take steps and do things in an orderly fashion. Um, it's also what I highly don't recommend is getting 
violently high and thinking that you are going to do anything in a timely manner. Um, cause I did not, it took me over an hour to take down my Christmas tree. Um, I then decided to vacuum because it, my Christmas tree comes with pre, it comes pre fake snowed. Um, so I had to then vacuum and I feel sorry for my downstairs neighbor because my dumbass did not realize it was like nine o'clock and I'm vacuuming. I'm like, not everybody celebrates New Year's after you should probably stop. Um, but I eventually finished and taped up the box and shoved it in my storage room. And, uh, then I was like, shit, I never showered when I came back from the lake. And then I realized I had to shower and I was in that shower for God knows how long I even got a nosebleed because my shower was too fucking hot (laughs) for too long. So, you know, stupid me problems, but I, Got out of the shower. I wrapped myself up like a burrito. I crawled into bed. I closed my eyes. And I slept. And then I woke up because the fireworks went off. And I went and looked out the window and I went, ah, fireworks. Happy New Year. And then I texted a few friends back and then I went right back to sleep. And you know what? The reason this was the best New Year's is it was completely unplanned. There was no expectation. There was just rest, relaxation, joy nature and friendship and delicious Korean food. And that's all I needed. And I'm so grateful for that. So in essence of aging ungracefully and the things we learn along the way, let's remember to drop expectation because the only thing that ends up getting hurt with unspoken expectation is your own feelings. Enjoy what you have in the moment. I spent my whole 20s having these expectations of relationships and people and friendships and always telling my friends like, we're going to be friends forever. We're going to do this forever. And then looking around at 33 and being like, none of the people who are in my life at 23 are still actively daily in my life. I have some of my good friends from back then and some of my best friends from back then that I still talk to and still conversate with, but they're not in my life every day anymore. And recognizing that the expectation that I had of being friends forever and being in this wonderful, magical relationship It's okay to have those thoughts and ideas and hopes, but it's not realistic to have this expectation that forever is always. It's better if we just allow things to come into our lives and leave our lives when they're meant to. Moreover, you know, expectation is the silent killer of joy. So just walk into everything with a plan and be willing to change the plan on a whim. And I'm so glad that that's how I spent my New Year's Eve. And I would love to hear from you guys how you spent your New Year's Eve. Are you somebody who sets resolutions? Are you someone who sets intentions? Are you somebody who, much like myself, made a vision board? What do you want for 2023? What do you not want for 2023? Where do you want your life to take you? There's so much possibility at the beginning of each year. And it's like we have every day can be a brand new day. It doesn't need to be every beginning of every new year needs to be a brand new year. But I think that we all feel it somewhere internally that when that that clock strikes midnight and that new year begins, it is like a whole new chapter. And I ask of you to just truly think about this year. What, what do you want for yourself? What do you want this year to feel like? Who do you want to be at the end of 2023? Do you want to be anybody but who you are now at the end of 2023? What do you want for yourself? And so... I feel like for ending this episode off, for for wrapping up this entire bag of what was 2023, 22 for me, what is 2023, what is New Year's, what were my expectations, what about my aging ungracefully, you know, aging ungracefully 
in New Year's Eve parties is recognizing that the glamour and the glamour and the sparklers and the fireworks, they're just glamour, glamour, sparkle and fireworks. The real feeling you should have about a new year and about yourself is what you feel within. And that is either rest or relaxation or joy or quiet or comfort. And celebration should always be about what feels best for you, not about who's going to enjoy what more, who's going to need you to do this more. It's about what's going to feel best for you. And so for 2023, I want to end this episode off with plans that I have made for the new year. I have agreed with myself that I'm going to finish getting my certification or at least some sort of certification in sign language. I started that in 2022. The goal is to continue it in 2023. I start Cree class. uh, So learning my language of my my peoples um, in 2023. Uh, I know some, but I'm very excited to actually learn it, learn it. I also am trying out for several theater productions. I haven't been on a stage in 15 years um, in, in the degree of acting. I've been like behind the scenes, hair, makeup, lights, props, all that stuff. I've been all over that, but I haven't actually been acting in almost 15 years. So I'm very, very excited to go out for theater productions. Um, I have always, I, I've snowboarded before, but I am not good at it. Um, I am very okay at skiing, but I, I went into this year being like, I'm getting on a fucking snowboard. This summer I'm getting on a skateboard. I am doing the things that fucking teenage Afra wanted to do so badly, but held herself back from doing out of fear of embarrassment, out of fear of being judged, out of fear of being too fat, out of fear of being, you know, to this, to that, out of fear of breaking any sort of mold, out of fear of embarrassing myself, out of fear of letting myself down. And I just spent spent most of 2022 realizing that life is so short and with all of the issues that I've had in my health that I cannot continue to stifle my own joy because of other people's ideas and expectations of me. So I agreed with myself that I would go snowboarding, that I would go skiing, that I would go skate, that I would learn to skateboard. There's so many things that I want to do this year. And so these things are all on my list. Apparently, I decided to start 2023 off hard. And in January, most of these things are happening. I have an addition for some of the theater programs. I have um, my Cree classes, I think, start this month. I have, I'm going snowboarding next weekend. Um, Pray for me, fam. And I'm just so excited for this next chapter. And I hope that you guys continue to stay with me this next year as this podcast, again, just spends another year growing and learning and beginning to take form into what it's truly going to be at the end of the day. Because whether I'm speaking to two of you or whether I'm speaking to 200 of you or whether I'm speaking to 2 million of you, at the end of the day, I just love that I get to come here and talk to all of you and that so many people reach out and that so many people listen. And I'm so grateful for such an incredible 2022 with all of you. Thank you for giving this podcast a year of love. Thank you for giving this podcast a year of listenership. Thank you for just giving me a space to show up. And with that, I will leave you. Happy New Year, my friends. This has been Aging Ungracefully. My name is Afra. Have a wonderful week.